today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. Of course, we're talking about uh, the tragic loss of uh, Doug Musson. And uh, he, of course, for years... Uh, would decorate their homes uh, both in Calgary and in Burlington. And, of course, uh, when you have houses like this uh, in your neighborhood or even close by, um, all the kids want to drive by. It's like, oh, can we drive by that? Da, 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 da. And, and, and it's just in- incredible to watch the joy uh, on people's faces as they see uh, all the work that someone has uh, put in. Doug, of course, uh, passed away after falling from a ladder uh, while tending uh, to his display. Joining us now is Scott Musson, son of Doug Musson, and he's on the line with us now. Scott, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Our condolences going out to you and your family at this time. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, tell us what happened. Uh, there was a, uh, a leak coming down from the eaves troughs that was leaking onto one of the paths where people walk into the backyard to see the display. And Dad was very concerned that it was going to drip on people. This is when all the snow was melting on Monday. And so I went down below trying to, you know, there's an upper deck that uh, he could put a ladder on if he wanted to and look at the eaves trough. And I was down below trying to figure out where the water was coming from. And he decided that uh, while I was down there, that he would go up onto the ladder to look at the eaves trough, which uh, we've told him never go up on the ladder because he's 82. So I'm down below, and the next thing is I hear a crash. I turn over, and I see the ladder about a foot away from where I was standing. I yelled for my dad to see if he's okay because I knew he was up on the upper deck, and I couldn't see him there. And then I turned to my right, and he was lying on the ground right next to me. Uh, so, uh, when did the actual accident happen? It was around 3.30 on Monday. Hmm. So, immediately rushed to hospital. Yeah, we called 911. Um, they initiated CPR here. He was conscious initially. I was able to speak with him a little bit. Um, uh, they lost the pulse, so they uh, continued CPR, worked on him here for about half an hour, took him to the hospital where apparently they worked on him for about half an hour then. And then they came out and told us that uh, there was nothing they could do. Such a tragic way to lose your father. But is there is there any solace knowing that he was doing what he loved to do and making so many people happy? Uh, yeah, there is a little bit. Um, you know, we're kind of angry at him for not listening to us and going mm-hmm. up the ladder. But uh, Dad was very stubborn, and uh, he, if something needed to be done, he would do it no matter what, and, you know, he loved the Christmas light display, and he was always very concerned about the safety of people coming to see the lights, and he was concerned if the water kept dripping and then it froze, Mm. there might be ice on the drive. So he was very concerned. He'd already gone out with a paint stripper and melted a bunch of the ice on the driveway or on the sidewalk so that people wouldn't have to walk through the... uh, on any ice because he wanted to make sure that everybody coming to, to see the display was safe. How, how big a project was this for him? How did he get into this? He started out in Calgary. Um, he worked for a company that uh, they gave him a couple of free strings of lights, and he put them up there. And It was fairly small scale out there, and then uh, we moved here uh, about 40 years, a little over 40 years ago, and uh, Dad decided that uh, we would decorate the new house here, which we did. Didn't do it on a big scale, but gradually we started adding to it. And when we started seeing people coming and stopping to see the display, uh, it kind of made us think, you know, well, people kind of like this, and they make them smile. 
so let's make it bigger. So we kept adding. So it never started out big. It wasn't like it was big all of a sudden. Just every year we've added something to it. And talk about the response from the community when they would see this display. It was always positive. Um, the letters, the uh, people knocking on our doors, the amount of posts that there are around uh, the Internet of people you know, commenting on the house, the YouTube videos people have taken, you know, the thousands of people that come to see the display. And we're kind of shy, so we, we stay inside. But you know, if I have to go outside to fix something, I've even gone outside and had everybody start to clap. Um, my dad used to oh my. love to, my dad used to love going outside and mingling with the people and you know acting like he was just one of them and listening to their comments and then once in a while he'll talk about you know displays and let people know how he does it and why he does it but the response has been unbelievable why what would he say when they asked why he did it he did it to make people happy he did it to give to the community that was always his answer and what has been the response what has been the response since his passing Unbelievable. We are actually overwhelmed with it right now. Um, you know, obviously there's been a lot of press coverage, especially today, but we've had people contacting us saying they want to help, they want to help, you know, whatever they can do. We've had people set up a GoFundMe page to, you know, to help out. Um, literally 500 emails that I've received that have linked off, you know, I have a, obviously have a website telling how we do things. And people have been sending messages through that um, constantly. It's hard to keep up with them, impossible to respond to them all. I wish I could. We have people coming to the door, dropping off flowers. When I went to turn the lights off last night, there were a bunch of bouquets of flowers sitting out front. Someone had put a burning candle, which is still burning since last night out front. Someone put a little artificial candle with a card on it, cards in our mailbox. It's been unbelievable. We, we are absolutely overwhelmed with the response. Uh, did he ever feel that, uh-oh, this is just getting too big? He never felt it was too big, but, you know, often there was comments amongst the family that it's, um, it's too much work. Yeah. And is it worth it? And How every, long would it take to set all this up every year? About six weeks. Yeah. Uh, we start about two weeks before Halloween and then uh, do a little bit every day. But, yeah, this year it took about six weeks, about the middle of October, and then we always, you know, gear to have them up and running by December the 1st. And what about the cost to him for electricity and such? Well, the cost was huge, you know, obviously for electricity, but, you know, the biggest cost was actually maintaining the display. Yeah. You know, you, you can't expect, you make, you know, all the, all the figures on the lawn, the, the dragon, the hippopotamus, the nativity scene are all made, they're all handmade by Dad and I. So we'd, we would go to a steel factory and just buy raw steel, We'd bend it by hand or with pliers, then we'd buy the rope light and get the controllers. So that's where the expense was, is in actually creating all of these things. We don't mm. go and buy them from a store, you know, because most of the stuff you can't buy, but we would actually create them. And that was probably the biggest cost, you know, not to mention the having to replace the burnt-out sections of rope light, right. the burnt-out bulbs, replacing the strings. But, yeah, the cost is, is, is very high, and... Uh, but we just kind of have done it, you know, just because we thought that it was kind of a gift we could give to the, you know, the Burlington community and surrounding. How would he decide what to put up, what to do? Him and I would sit down together and discuss what we thought would look good. Mm-hmm. You know, we put a lot of thought into it. You know, it's easy to throw a bunch of lights on your front lawn, but we always kind of put thought to it. And we have things running on a computer, so only certain things come on at a time. So we don't have a very big front yard. So only certain displays come on, like the nativity would come on first. 
then it would fade, then the dragon would come on, then it would fade, then the tree would come on, and it would fade. And then for the last 20 seconds, everything comes on at once, just, you know, to give that last blast of how much stuff there is. Then everything goes black, and then the nativity scene starts again, and it just keeps going through that cycle as long as the lights are on. Oh, my. And what about the future? I was asking about the future of this display. Now, that being said, how can you possibly cope with this when you're coping with what you are? But anything you want to say on that? The display will definitely be on for the rest of the season until January 1st this year. Mm-hmm. And after the contributions and the support that we've received by the community, it's definitely, I would say, 90% it's going to be up next year. Our dream is to continue it indefinitely as long as I'm physically able to continue it. Um, I had a heart attack two years ago, so I have to take things slow, which is why I do a little bit every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, when, when we realize how many people from the commu- community are dependent on it and it makes them happy, I just can't believe. They're not just little short emails that say thank you. They're big, long emails explaining their tradition. Mm. And, wow. Uh, and, and how you've touched them. And how we've touched them, and, and that makes it real hard to stop. What about a GoFundMe page? Give us details on how people can help. There is a GoFundMe page that uh, if you go to GoFundMe and you just you know, search for Mussin Christmas lights, you'll find that there, there's actually, apparently there's been four of them set up. I'm aware of two of them. There was one set up by somebody by the name of Nikki. That was the biggest one and the first one set up. Um, she realized that somebody by the name of Elizabeth had set one up as well. Elizabeth is somebody that knew our family. She set one up. So Nikki decided that what she would do is to allow people to focus on Elizabeth's GoFundMe page. Is uh, Nikki has shut hers down from taking any more donations. Okay. And uh, actually from hers, it actually links to the person by the name of Elizabeth. There's a couple of very small ones on there. Nobody contacted me about them, so I can't really comment right. on them. Okay, so GoFundMe, uh, obviously search the uh, name and go from Just there. Search Mussin. Right. Mussin Christmas Lights is very easy to find it. You'll pull up all of them. And like I said, the, the two from Elizabeth, and you know, the main one right now, I guess, because Nikki has shut hers down, is the Elizabeth one. And we're so thankful for these people. It's not something that we wanted or something that we asked for. But it's certainly something that is definitely going to help, and it, it's taken the sting off of uh, of what we're going. We're we're very numb right now, and it it has definitely taken the sting off of things. Scott Musson, thank you very much for taking the time, and again, our condolences going out to your family. Thank and, you, and thank you very much for calling. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play, and listen to the Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to three on AM nine hundred CHML.